Hello, and welcome to Things That Make You Go, WTAF, a podcast that brings you the unvarnished banter behind the scenes of our YouTube series, Women, Travel, Art, and Food. I'm Kelly Grayler, CEO of fine art licensing agency, Alice Riot, and co-host of WTAF. Join me, Diana O'Gilvie, and our guests each week for straight talk of how we manage our careers, entrepreneurial endeavors, and personal lives as we seek out exceptional food and art experiences around the world. Is it worth the effort? Fuck around and find out. Yo, LA was cold. I don't care. I wish I had one of those. You're always cold. You were you were cold if the sun went behind the clouds in Jamaica. You were like, ooh, cold. Not true, Grayler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I'm totally making that up. You were like, you were just pure oh, bliss when we were there. Yeah. I was melting. I loved it though. I do. Oh, I, I would go. I would go tomorrow back to yes. Jamaica. I'd go today back to Jamaica. That was just great. Just great. What? Um. So what? What did you ladies do for the Oscars this past weekend? You know, I um yeah, pretty much. Well, I yeah, I actually caught. Um, I had to work, but I caught most of it via social media and these clips and. Um, yeah, it was very uh, interesting. It's funny, like the, the trending hashtag is like Oscar so Asian. <laughs> it's not Oscar so white anymore. It's Oscar so Asian. <laughs> you know, really inspired by uh, Michelle Yeoh's um, win. Um, yeah, and that's what I kind of wanted to talk to y'all about today, about, you know, her, her quote. Here she is. I don't even know how old she is, but... You know, I think she's 58. Okay. Let me double check that. Let me double check yeah, that. Yeah, and at 58, and I mean, Michelle, you know, I've been a fan of her for years. You know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, she's been kicking butt for decades. And now she finally has a win, um, you know, and her quote was, ladies, don't let anyone tell you that you're past your prime. And I, that, that, um resonated with me you know in terms of i didn't get into my creative spiel or creative life i should say until like my mid-30s you know um most of my 20s was just being being the good family big sister provider the good granddaughter the good daughter and not living the life that i wanted so i always considered myself a late bloomer so Salma Hayek is another one of my inspirations as well because she didn't, um, she didn't get any kind of leading role until she was in her um, late thirties, early forties. So I look at these women as you know this inspiration where, ah, oh, we have this culture in America where everything is just so youth centered. Now, 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 now we gotta get this aura right now. So it's very um, inspiring to see to see women flourish at any age, at any age, you know. Yeah, I I actually stand corrected. Uh, Michelle Yeoh is sixty, okay. and um, you know, and and first first uh, first Asian um, actress to win Best Actress nice. category. Yep, and. Um, yeah, the first Asian woman to win the Oscar. I'm so happy actress. for her. Even more that so was... now. Yeah. Right. And it, yeah, it was it was it was pretty terrific to see that. Um 
Yeah, you know, it's funny because I think each of us could go back and take a look at decisions we made, you know, as as Gen Xers. I think of the decisions I made in, in even as early as 1980 and, and how that affected where I've gone career-wise. Um, and I think it's easy to sit and regret, and I think it's even easier to say it's too late. And, um, you know, I just turned 52, and this is the age that my mother was when my father passed away. And I distinctly recall that back in 2005, and she started referring to herself as a senior citizen at age 52. So this is a this is a really interesting year for me now being this age and looking at all of the things that I have planned and coming up and the notion of slowing down or retiring. I'm like, oh, hell no. No, if anything, I feel like I'm in the best spot in my life because I have wisdom, I have wealth, I have the ability to do the things that I dreamt about when I was younger. And so are there certain things I wish I had done when I was younger that I regret? Of course, you know, and I was just having um, cocktails last night with a, a friend of mine from college I haven't seen in 30 years. And as soon as we graduated, she literally two days after graduation moved to L.A., and she was just she just moved back to the Twin Cities after th- literally 30 years. And, you know, talking that through and thinking of the, the places where I did want to, you know, where I dreamt of moving to New York or I dreamt of moving to London or, you know, even the L.A., you know, being down in L.A. last month and really seeing that town for what it is and thinking, God, this would have been a blast in my 20s. Um yeah, I think it's easy to regret those things, but I I like have no interest in feeling sorry for myself and saying, oh, I didn't do those things in my life. I'm like, no, now's the time. Let's go. LFG. You know, it's, it's interesting because there's things now that I wouldn't even consider in my 20s. <laughs> I mean, who said it um, best? Youth is wasted on the young. Eleanor Roosevelt. Eleanor Roosevelt said that youth is wasted on the young. And it's really interesting. Like, I now with the age that I am, I mean, my, I'm 45 and it's, I won't, I'm not going to compromise. Like, no is easier for me to say. <laughs> Boundaries are easier for me to, to erect. And, you know, looking back, because when I was, um, when I went to Jamaica and I was looking through an old family album, And I looked at my body, I'm like, damn, you were fly. Why do you think you were fat? You know, why didn't you show your stomach more and stuff like that? Um, Just like looking back through through the the pages of your life, because especially if you journaled, have have you all do do you go through old journals? You know, I have never been one to journal, you know, it it, and and yeah. Yeah. It would seem that given what I do professionally, mm-hmm. you know, as a storyteller, mm-hmm. that I would be, you know, predisposed to doing something like that. Mm-hmm. I just never had the discipline around it. Um, to me, it feels so process driven. So I'm somebody who is very visual. And so the idea of memories, I love, you know, the memories I have. I think the closest thing I've done to journaling has been social media, like like making posts of what I'm doing and whatnot. I mean, there's a journal. I was just 
even last night again with that college girlfriend, going back like three years ago in my Instagram mm. post to find a particular photo that was significant to what it is we were discussing. Um, so I use almost my social media directory, if you will, um, to augment what I remember from memory memories. But um, no, the the yeah, it must be because I would have never done a journal like that wasn't. And I don't know why mm. I just never felt compelled to write things down. Yeah, you know, for me, it I understand what you're talking about, that process yeah. driven bit. Um, but I go through waves where I journal, then I don't. And then I journal and then I'm like, fuck this shit. Because like, <laughs> a lot of it, for me, I have to take the thoughts out of my head and put it on paper. It just feels like I'm, I'm, I'm offloading what is in here so I can free up space to think. And if it's in my journal, yeah. if it's written down, or now I'm getting into like doing voice mm. notes, which is like really eerie a little bit. But as long as I don't, I, it's taking up space in my head, I don't need that space. So I just use it as, 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 as a form of a coping mechanism. It's not something that I do every day, but when things get like heavy and hard, like mm -mm, I can't, let me just, and then you go back sometimes. Like I, when I was cleaning up um, my aunt's apartment um, last year, my aunt who passed away, this woman kept everything that I had since college. So I found old journals, where I'm like cursing off this old boyfriend and I'm like, who was that? <laughs> you know, I don't remember it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting too, because what you were just saying mm -hmm. this past weekend, we were up North, you know, my mom passed away in 2021 and we're finally, cause I needed to take mm -hmm. a mental break from the volume of her, of her stuff. Cause it's, it is overwhelming. It took us nine hours this weekend in mm -hmm. one day to go through two bedroom closets. I mean, that's how much stuff yeah. she has. Yeah. Um, but mm -hmm. she wasn't a journal, you know, she didn't journal. But I found as we were going through things, a stack of notes that she was taking, like from her point of view on things that were happening to her at, it, it was tied to a medical event, but I was fascinated reading through it. And, and what it also reminded me is that you lose generational knowledge if you don't write things down or record them. And Absolutely. there were a couple of moments where it dawned on me, I'm like, wow, I actually have nobody left to go and ask about this person or this, um, you know, event that happened in the family because my grandparents are all gone. Both of my parents are now gone. And I'm like, there's nobody else I can ask about Polly and Doc, who were friends of grandma and grandpa's. Like, I have nobody I can go and mm -hmm. ask questions about. And, and I almost mm -hmm. now, you know, as much as I don't journal... I actually missed the opportunity to really understand from their voices things that happened in life. Which brings me to something yeah. else that was in the news this week. Um, did you see the news about researchers in Vienna, at the University of Vienna, who believe that they have found a way to literally travel the time dimension and to be able to go, I'm not kidding. I saved the post. Yeah, I saved the post, um, and uh, it, it was just one of those moments where I'm like, get out of here, and um, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, so scientists, an international team of scientists claim to have found a way to speed up, slow down, and even reverse the clock of a given system by taking advantage of unusual properties yeah. of the quantum world. 
And this is there's a there's a series of six papers that the team from the Austrian Academy of Sciences and the University of Vienna detail um, their findings. And uh, I'm yeah, I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to get into the weeds here, but I'll forward this over. And for those interested, um, go out and find this um, changes everything. Uh, the Spanish new, newspaper El Pay um, to um, to see the report. You can also find it on Instagram um, under Robert Edward Grant. So I I just saw that this week. And I think to that whole point we were just discussing about going back in time or do you have regrets and would you do something differently? I mean, if you have the ability, would if, if you could, would, would either of you ever go back and change something that happened in your life? You know, for me, yes. But on a broader scale, on a broader scheme of things, I'm just thinking about, because especially as, you know, African people, most, if not, yeah, most of our history is oral. So, you know, it's to, to your point where you said, Kelly, where there's, there's no one left in your family to go ask about something, you know, um, we really don't have that. And this, which is why, you know, it's, it's really important for us to, 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 to document. Um, and, you know, this, the saying that history is written by the, the winners I would want, yeah, if there was something that we, that I would want to go back in, in time and change is for us as a people to document more. Well, yeah. and isn't that, and is, I'm sorry, but it, it feels like at every stage you're told you, this isn't the right time for you to do that. Or I'm like, thank you, Dr. Professor, whoever you are. I mean, it, you know, this idea that we can so freely to say to somebody else, well, you should be doing this at this stage in your life. I feel like if you're not my mom, or my dad, you have no business telling me something like that because you're not here to guide me. You're here. You're what you're doing is trying to define what my. Thank you. Exactly. Right. So you know, in my twenties, I was in my first marriage, which was a major mistake, and and it's just one of those things that I think comes from immaturity and not really knowing thyself. And so, you know, I was married to someone I had absolutely nothing in common with, a very good man, but nothing in common with. And the messages I was receiving in my 20s as I was trying to build my career was, well, when are you having children? Your biological clock is ticking. And I'm like, oh, I don't even know if I want to have children. You know, and this was in my 20s. Um, you know, but then, you know, yeah, you know, it, I mean, the whole idea of you're not ready for that, or this isn't the time for that, or you should be doing this instead. I mean, that presented itself in my career, being told I wasn't ready for roles that I clearly was ready for, or, you know, or, um, you know, I mean, in, in, and then, you know, compound that with like, I had a chance mm -hmm. to work in Asia in my early 30s. And literally my mom, her comment back to me was, I thought you would have outgrown that by now. And so, you know, just just the little cuts that it's like death by a million cuts. And then I think you get to a point where you're in your mid 40s going, oh, wait, I wanted to do these things and I didn't get to them. And I, I what I would just hope for every woman in the world is that you can take that mindset and shift it to now's a great time to go and do these things because of all of the wisdom and skills and experience that I have and that knowledge, and now I can go and do them even better. Except maybe I can't be in a punk band anymore. I get that. Well, maybe I can. I'm thinking of the next the next cities we're going to visit for next episodes, 
And I get excited about those. And I know, especially as I'm now in officially middle age, I have to keep my body moving every single day in order to be able to make those trips, in order to get to those places. And, and you know, and I think accessibility is something I'm not talking about accessibility. If you have a disability, you should still mm-hmm. have the opportunity to travel, to see places in the world. Absolutely. I just know, though, that if I don't take care of what I have with this meat suit, I'm not going to be able to get to all those places and see all of those chefs and artists that we want to see. So, you know, I'm, you know, every time I go to the gym, I'm not thinking about, am I going to fit into that dress? I'm, I'm so past that point in my life. Thank God. Yes. Um, yes. But I am going to think about, I want to go mm-hmm. to Tanzania and I want to go and see these, these places in the world. And, and that's what motivates me to keep going every single time is I think about the destinations of the other journeys I want to take. Yeah. Um, and what and what your body is doing and what your body can do. Right. You know, like, oh, last month I was pumping five pounds. This month I'm doing 15 or 20. You know, celebrate those instead of that number on the scale. Because to me, that's, I mean, I've had two surgeries. So I know what, what it's like to just not have your health, you know, and not taking care of, not taking care of yourself or, or just being in a position where you know you can do better in terms of the things that you eat, taking care of yourself, going for a walk. I'm not saying everybody's supposed to be pumping iron, but just move your body in whatever way that, that, that makes you feel good, you know, and alive. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, maybe I'll be taking the quantum leap and, and going back in time. Not likely, but, um, I don't know. I, I, I can't, you know, yeah, I, I just I, I think that it's about being in in the moment now and what's coming next. And I've spent yeah. I know for myself, I've spent too much of my mm-hmm. life dreaming about doing things. And um, I don't want to just be satisfied with those ideas and thoughts. I want to like actually be feet on the ground, you know, tactile, having the actual experiences, feeling it viscerally and not just imagining it. You know, and, and what I like to say, too, is just if it, if you just shift your perspective just a little bit, because to me, like everything all starts here and then the action will will follow. You know, if you just shift your thinking just by one degree, instead of say, saying, well, I won't be able to, you know, take this trip. Well, how about a staycation, drive three hours to another town and just look at something that's different that's outside of your norm before you take that big international trip because you know we're all world travelers here but not everybody listening and watching is you know so you do what you can within your within your world to just shift your degree by one one degree shift your thinking by one degree if you shift it a little bit and then you can get your passport and then you can you know not even go so far but maybe you go to jamaica ah. <laughs> And take me with you. You know, there's just these things that you are <laughs> that you can get on. I, I'm, I, you know, one thing I will, I will just quickly say to everyone here. Um, we at um, Alice Riot, um, as as the producers of WTAF, um, we are currently working on more immersive experiences tied to our episodes, and so. We have a, um, a an emerging partnership with a metaverse called Superworld, 
And um, one of the things that I'm very bullish about is that Web3 is going to change a lot of things, as technology always does in terms of how we live our lives. And I do think there's something exciting about this idea of virtual reality and being a, a bit more immersive with how you engage on content and with brands and with with um, experiences. Um, we're not, though, necessarily a huge fan of metaverse experiences, virtual reality experiences that look like video games. We like the idea of them actually looking like real life. And so um, hoping to announce soon that uh, we are going to be um, unveiling a set of uh, virtual reality experiences on Superworld that are tied to our episodes. And so um, we're excited for that. Yeah, definitely. That not only do you get to watch an episode where you see myself and Diana and we're, we're in Jamaica or New York or, you know, the, the forthcoming episode from L.A. and Corinne is with us. Our friend uh, Shannon Paul is with us. Um, Katya Dragotis is, is with us in L.A. So you'll be able to watch those episodes and you'll be able to see, you know, on Instagram, on TikTok, reels from our trips, as well as our, our special segments, Where in the World is Farhana, um, who's a member of Team Alice Riot. And we literally don't know where she is, but she works for us and it's fantastic. Um, but we also want to make sure that there's something a little bit more immersive as well. If you're ready to step into a metaverse experience, you're going to have that chance to do that on Superworld, and that should be coming this spring. So we're pretty stoked about that. So, yeah, yeah. I'll be at NFT NYC next month speaking on stage at the conference, talking about adoption curves and um, that we need more women in Web3 so that artists and chefs and anyone else who... Um, steps into these virtual reality experiences, um, that they're seeing other women in there, that we're being intersectional and we're being mindful of giving uh, access and equity to communities of color, people around the world. Um, pretty excited about it because, you know, as we all know, crypto crashed last year and that system was largely built by and for men. And I think we, we need something different and that's, we need something different as, as we come out of the crypto winter. Dang it. Dang it. So um, I had to just get a little bit of a plug in there on that because I'm excited about what what comes next and, and the idea that, yeah, if you are someone and whether it's WTAF or it's old Anthony Bourdain episodes or whatever it is, and that's your means for traveling the world. Great. But I think, you know, I think to Diana's point, too, we always want to encourage you to get out and explore yourself, even if it's just driving a few hours away from where you live. Get out and see the world. It's, it's incredible. I know. Well, and it was great. I was watching, um, I was watching uh, some of the cuts that we had from Jamaica again. And uh, Diana, when we did the rapid fire and talking about, you know, where, where you want to go in the world next. And um, I got to tell you, South Africa is on my mind right now. Well, but let's listen, let's remember too that Africa is not just, you know, Africa is like the equivalent of Europe and North America all crammed into one. I mean, it's huge. It it is it is gargantuan. It is a continent full of what 90 plus countries with, you know, amazing cultures of their own and amazing experiences of their own. Duly duly noted by the way too. 